Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Familiar position over at the left circle. Benson gets it back to him on a little bump pass. Benson again, bumper spot. Skinner scores! Well, hello, Zach Benson. Jeff Skinner with a finish, but I'll tell you what, Benson making a name for himself every time he steps onto the ice with his team. And he's getting a look here by the Bruins, who are uh, certainly well taken care of in goal. There's a shot from the point that beats him, still to let it go. And it's 2-0 Buffalo. Here's Casey Middlestad now in the Boston zone. Nice pass across, scores! Brendan Byro lets it rip. Puts the Sabres up 3-0 with 7.43 to go in the third period. Now Murray lays it off, empty net with five seconds. Kozak passes it across. Cedarquist with the empty netter with 1.9 seconds to go. And it's 4-1 Buffalo. Welcome into Sabres Live. It is the preseason continuing, training camp continuing, and this is the Devin You Know edition of Sabres Live, right? All I know is I'm way behind Devin Dubnik, and that is not sitting still uh, pretty with me. I would suggest that you might end up behind Devin Levi when it's all said and done. I hope so. I hope you hope that, too. And I think I know that you hope that, too. I hope that everybody just says, Marty, we passed you at some point in our career, which is great, but especially for a guy like Devin Levi, and I would wish it on Devin Cooley as well. I would wish it on everybody. Look good. I'll tell you what. Good. We told you yesterday here on Sabres Live, historic tandem rolled out by Don Granato last <laughs> night. Never before in NHL history, two Devons planted in the crease for the same team on the same night. And not only did one of them shine, they both did. Yes. Devin Levi, Devin Cooley ultimately stared down 38 Bruin shots, including a large number, 19, in period number three, which is when Cooley came into the game. Take us through what you saw in the crease in Buffalo's 4-1 win, and of course, Sabres are right back at it tonight. Craft Hockeyville game starting at 6.30. Okay, let's talk about uh, Devin Levi first, because he came in as the starter, was set to play 40 minutes, and he did, and, you know, was a clean sheet for 40 minutes. It was excellent. First period, there was a couple of power plays Mm -hmm. for Boston, and they they got pucks to the net, but nothing with a lot of threat. What I saw out of Devin Levi in the first period, number one, watching, seeing the puck well, had a couple of nice glove saves, fighting through traffic. 
played the puck extremely well. Mm-hmm. That's a, an added layer to Devin that I, I don't know that we focused on last year because it wasn't really the focus. Devin Levi, can you make a save or not? What are your skill set? How do you, are you technically, are you uh, with your athleticism? Oh. But I felt like yesterday he played the puck. Made some nice uh, outlet passes. One, he even saw the forechecker come on both corners, and he bypassed it, went up the wall to Brett Murray, and the Sabres went uh, on their breakout. So I thought Levi played the puck well. In the second period, he was busier. Everybody's seen, or hopefully you've all seen, that flurry of shots that started with Ian Mitchell coming down the right wing. Even though the more spectacular saves were after the fact, where there was a rebound in the crease and he was, he was battling, there was chaos. I thought the first save on Mitchell, when Mitchell came in and took a low blocker side shot and Levi kicked the right leg out, Duffer, as a goaltender, there's weaknesses in their strength. Most goalies will tell you that low blocker kicking the leg out is is harder to do. Mm-hmm. It's always easier on the glove side. It's always right. easier with the left hip for a, a left-handed catcher like most goaltenders. But he was able to kick the right leg and really look good doing so. And that, to me, was uh, where I was like, okay, I like that. And I think Levi is feeling pretty comfortable right now. Yeah, and that sequence was really the only push Boston had in the second period when they had six shots on goal. But it was an impressive one that stayed with you, not unlike some of the sequences that Cooley stared down in the third period. It was unfortunate for him that, you know, he ultimately was beaten on a, you know, I mean, again, he he makes a reactionary save on the long-range shot and, a rebound just happens to be planted right there for Steen to break the shutout bid with 2.01 to go. But I thought both of them really, really looked good. And, you know, for obvious reasons, we're always going to be talking about Devin Levi here. But Devin Cooley has been around. He went the college route, a little older. And, you know, I who knows? I, I have a funny feeling that he, he may play a pretty significant role in Rochester's ultimate success this year. I think he will. I think he absolutely will. I did a great job in Milwaukee last year. Oh, I meant to ask you, who did did he remind you of when you you saw him last night? Because you were doing color last night with Dan. And I always kind of fascinate over this kind of stuff, like, you know, similarities, nuances, things like that. Who did he remind you of, if anyone? I don't know that I really thought of anybody at first hand. Okay. Like, I know you have somebody in mind. No, not necessarily. I was actually more curious to know because I think I needed your input to help guide me a little bit. I oh. felt like he had his own style. And okay. when I looked at him, I didn't picture anybody else. Number one. He gets he gets really wide. Those legs. Is, oh, my gosh. Oh, me and Dan last night laughed because Dan said he's 6'4". And I didn't hear him say that. And then I was thinking he was listed at 6'3". And so I said, no, he's a lot taller taller than what he's listed at just to find out he's actually listed at 64 but i'm like no, just he's like 65 isn't he well he's listed at 64 i believe on the uh, on the on the well, okay perfect because that's what i said but like Tate Thompson who was listed at 66 then 67 and a half um, Hockey DB has him as 6'5". I believe that the game sheet last night and the roster had him listed at 64 okay. but he is a tall big goaltender mm-hmm. and when i talked to him a little bit and eric comrie in the locker room yesterday morning even just sitting i'm like this guy is massive and you can see the long legs the long arms uh, but the biggest thing with with devin cooley is that he had a great season last year in milwaukee he was battling yeah. with um uh um oh what's his name askarov askarov yep. was a 
big-time prospect with the Nashville Predators. And Cooley played well and had some success and even played in the playoffs because they weren't sure about Askarov. So I think that Cooley is going to have a big role in Rochester. Or if there is, unfortunately, if there is, we hope there's not, some injury issues, um, I think he'd be ready to step in at the NHL level as well. Conflicting information. The Sabres training camp roster has him listed at 6'4". You're correct. Hockey DB and Hockey Elite DB Prospect had, has him at 6'5". I haven't got to Elite Prospects yet, but they also have him at 6'5". So, yeah, I yeah. think he's more of a 6'5 type goaltender, but um, who knows, maybe they uh, he, he didn't want to get that imposing. But uh, he the, ni- good. the nice thing is he played Sabre, well. Yeah. And it, I didn't mention, it on, mention this on the broadcast yesterday, but I do like what the Sabres are doing of having somebody play two periods because for a guy like Devin Cooley, it's already hard to come in uh-huh. halfway in the game or later in the game and seeing 19 shots, uh, which he did really good responding to that. But I feel like you always do better when you have an intermission yeah. to prepare, to warm up, I love it. to get your routine. Like, I didn't even realize that Michael DiPietro was in the net yesterday I'm because not surprised. I-, I wasn't paying attention. Then I'm looking down and I'm like, wait. This is not Do you know how many times that has happened to me when calling a lacrosse game? Oh, when yeah. when when you know, like the 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 runs start happening, and it's like, oh, we got to get a guy out of there just for a couple of minutes. Yeah, and then they put the other guy back in, and then they give up two more. And you're if you're not paying super close, plus it time. happens during a commercial break. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. doing writing notes and yeah. you know preparing what you're gonna say coming off the break. So I never saw that. So I like that the Sabers are doing the 40 minutes and too. 20 minutes. I think it's much cleaner for the goaltenders. Sabers and Leafs tonight in uh, Southwestern Ontario. It's Craft Hockeyville game, and you'll yes. hear it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550 and see it on MSG. It'll be the Sportsnet feed tonight as it is a national telecast in Canada. And actually, it's going to be nationwide in the U.S. too because it'll be on NHL Network also. But um, I I will say this, and we'll dive more into that. We're we're expecting Uko Pekalukkanen is going to start for the Sabres in that game tonight after we saw Comrie get the start on Sunday. And we obviously saw Devin Levi get the start last night. But we want to put a bow, with your help, of course, at Sabres Live on Twitter, um, as to, you know, kind of the stories, if you will, the individuals that really stood out last night here in the preseason home opener, the 4-1 win against Boston. It was impossible not to talk about the top line. Yes. Jeff Skinner, who I remember I was saying the other day how engaged I thought he was in the blue and gold scrimmage, which kind of sounded a little silly for a guy who's been around as long as he has. I know this. He was also mic'd up last night from our content side, and they're telling me he was quite engaged in the game as well. (laughs) And so, you know, he scores the first goal of the game on the power play from a very unfamiliar position. What were you thinking when he scored that power play goal? When he – okay, so the the play develops. First of all, Tage Thompson has the puck, kind of a quarterbacking the power play from the uh, left flank. And I'm thinking that's not – usually how the Sabres do this, but okay, let's see what Tage does. He gets the pass to Benson, Benson with the back end no-look pass, and I'm thinking, wow, what a a, a bumper-type, Braden Point-type pass, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Braden Point's one of the best bumper players in the National Hockey League, Benson with the look. And then Skinner goes for the one-timer. I'm like, Jeff, don't – like, in my mind, I'm thinking, you're never going to beat a goaltender – on a one-timer from that location. You tried it so many times last year. You always either missed the net or got it saved, and then he goes bar down, it's in the net. And I'm thinking, 
Well, it's a new year. And maybe a new year is a new Jeff Skinner. And maybe he's been working in the, uh, in the shooting cage at the one-timer or anything like that. But it was a really nice shot. But why not give a different look? Right, and this is before the goal even went in. I was just happy that there was a different look. There was a really a different and, look. And and again, this, this is pardon me for doing this, but the prospects challenge did not feature much power play success. No. The early stages of the preseason against Washington did not feature much no. power play success. So if you're going to roll out really skilled guys like they did last night to start on the power play, I'm like. Good. Show me something. And when they did, I was like, perfect. All is right with the world. All was oh. right, but it was definitely the play by Zach Benson that everybody was talking about. Yeah. I mean, this is a well, left-handed shot in the bumper that gets the pass. And where he got the pass, he only has two plays. Either he goes back to Tate Thompson, mm-hmm. trying to give him a chance to have less pressure so that they can regroup, or you go back towards Jeff Skinner, which he did, which was the, absolutely the right play. I thought that line played really well they created enough for me in the first preseason action for Skinner and Thompson um, glass half full is I thought Tage had some really good nice moves and got himself into the slot a few times glass half empty he had zero shots on goal in the first 40 minutes like he tried a little too hard to get the perfect location I'm thinking Tage he scored 47 last year you are going to beat goalies from a lot of different locations. It doesn't have to be perfect. And then his first shot on goal was actually a missed shot. He went to yeah. shoot it, and he lost the puck, and it trickled to the goaltender, and it was registered as a shot. But, you know, there's there's a little bit of both, but I thought the line played really well, and Benson didn't look out of place. I thought Tage was outstanding. He was great. In, in Just, the context it, of a preseason game. Yeah. Um, I Just didn't, didn't shoot. Like, there was no, no, but I didn't see it that way. I And... And I'll tell you who didn't shoot, in my opinion, last night was, um, oh, I should have looked at my note before I prompted okay. myself with this. No, that's all right. You got time. I got time. Who, who is, uh, did not shoot uh, more often on your sheet last night? Well, I felt like Benson passed up. Um, he did pass up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, in the Benson, second no period. Shot. Yeah, that second was the period, one. right? Yep, yep, he yep. had a wide open net mm-hmm. and he went back. He went back to the middle. And it was the goaltender at the time didn't even follow the pass. It was a great pass. He had a wide open net. So I think there's a little, again, Don Granado always says, you know how you get in game shape? How you get the puck touches is you got to go through training camp. You yes. got to go through preseason games. I felt like there was a lot of that rust in a lot of the key players last mm-hmm. night that are, if it's December, that puck is either on net or there's a rebound or there's a red light right behind the goaltender because it's a goal. Mm-hmm. Benson had a little bit of that in him too where he made some really nice plays. Fought hard in the corners for pucks. Did not win every puck battle. And he's only 18 years old. And he's a smaller guy. So it may not be expected of him. But he, he battled hard. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I, I love that some guys like Kulik took, took two penalties. Um, yeah, I didn't I, love those. I, I didn't like the penalties. But, but you know what he did coming out of the, the penalty bench, the first penalty he took? He went straight across the ice and won, won a one-on-one battle, a puck battle, created a two-on-one, and and then he got into his game. Like, the two penalties weren't great, but he got into his game, which... Whose I, two penalties were worse, his or Lauko's? Oh, Lauko was everywhere on the ice yesterday. And off the ice when he came out of the box and six seconds oh later went goodness. right back in. That was not... That was the, hilarious. It was a hooking, then there was, yeah, there was the other one right after Interference, that. Interference, yeah. Interference, but, but he... I thought there was somebody I didn't really 
expect yeah. to play a big role. Well, I thought he was really good. Okay, so um, just to put a bow on Thompson, I thought his patience with the puck was outstanding. It's yeah. all I wanted to see. I didn't need to see him shoot, although I get your point. Um, Benson, I think, and I've seen this from Prospect Challenge, and trust me, I'm not trying to take any shine off of what is clearly the shiny new toy for Sabres fans right now, and we're loving everything he does from a skill standpoint. I thought as the game went on last night, it reminded me of some of the things I saw in the Prospects Challenge, which was not getting in the best position on the back check and having a tendency to put the stick out. And I think he's lucky that he didn't get called for some penalties. These are things he'll obviously grow out of. I'm just saying that these are things that I'm aware of right now when I'm watching him play. So Zach Benson did, did take a penalty that was on the power play, a meaningless reach in for the hands. The referee's right there. He's going to yeah. get called every time, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, just quickly, because I was doing my notes yesterday and doing some research, and some of the stuff you use for the broadcast or for the radio Most call, of it you don't. Most of it you don't. Yeah. And one of the things that I woke up this morning when, I, when thinking of Tage and not shooting is something I looked up yesterday. So Tage Thompson scored 47 goals last year. Mm-hmm. He was expected to only score 31. He was 16 goals above expectation last season. Is that because of his short stick? Tage Thompson? Mm-hmm. No, I think it's because his shot that was is a joke. Well, well, because we spent yesterday talking, talking about, about sticks, sticks and knobs. And then the Blades. Bruins version of the broadcast last night started talking about length. Oh of the sticks and then immediately after the game i saw a social media post from sportsnet with colby armstrong and tage thompson talking about his desire to keep a short stick that way he can stick handle in traffic and not and, handcuff and himself. release yeah um i did not get to uh watch the bruins broadcast last night because i wasn't no wonder you're so happy i was i was really happy i did see a lot of your comments on social media uh and it is um you know tougher when you're listening to the other team's broadcast and you want to hear about your players. But no, but there was only one player last year in the NHL, Duffer, that had more goals above expectations than Tage Thompson. Did he score 50? He did not score 50, but he did have 40 for the first time in his career. Uh, Florida guy? Nope. For Aggie? No? No, it was Seattle guy. Oh. um, Jared uh, McCann. Jared McCann. Jared McCann was the only guy that scored more goals above expectation than Tage Thompson. So I'm saying, with that in mind, I'm saying, Tage, you're going to beat goalies more often than the average person. Mm -hmm. It is only preseason. I get it. But I did feel a little hesitation to release in certain moments. I don't need him to have 10 shots on goal per game. I mean, it'd be great. But not having a shot through 40 minutes was a little troubling for me, and that's why I brought it up a couple of times. Okay. Um, This is a tough spot to be in. There's so many games. I feel like there's so much analysis we can do, Mm -hmm. but you also have to get on to the next. So for those of you who are just tuning in here on Sabres Live, let's present you with what is the expected group of forwards this evening. Yes. And it will have a tremendous opportunity for those playing with Dylan Cousins. Yes. Because on one side, it's Lucas Rusek. On the other, it's Victor Olofsson. And, oh, isn't that interesting? It's Victor Olofsson. Because all summer long, we've been talking about, well, if Victor stays and the Jack Quinn injury, like the logical thing is a veteran guy who's uh, capable of 30 goals, maybe he goes and grabs the spot. Wow. And... I'm not saying that that's the expectation, 
but that is what's being presented to Victor here on night one for him in the preseason. It is being presented to Victor Olofsson, and that is great, playing with Dylan Cousins. And it's a great opportunity for Lucas Rusek as well to be able to play lots of minutes and probably play against top-end you know, NHL competition when Toronto rolls out their lineup. It's going to be uh, special for, for Rusek, Cousins, and Olofsson. There's a few other guys that are obviously in this lineup that I'm really looking forward to see what they're going to do, but I think the spotlight tonight is definitely going to be on Victor Olofsson. Well, go through, run through him quickly. Okay, so you got uh, Tyson Jost is going to be in the middle of Weisbach and Mersch. Uh, Peyton Krebs is playing with Murray and Warren. And then uh, Richards is going to play with Kisikoff and Slagger. So mm-hmm. that is your lines for tonight. The back end is Power, Yoki Aryu, Ryan Johnson, Bryce, and Lindgren with Pinocha. So it's, uh, do we say Cha? Or, yeah, it's Pinocha, right? Uh, I go Pinocha, but Pinocha. you'd have to ask his father, Chris Baker. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he loves him. He's absolutely loving Pinocchio, which I will use because you're using Pinocchio. But that's the lines for tonight for uh, this game at hockey. Did you get the little change. play on that was actually a Father Baker? Did you see? No, see I did not get. That went right, right above, over. Right My over. Goodness. Right above. But Victor Olofsson, here's why the spotlight is on him. We already saw what Zach Benson can do in two games. He's really looked good, not out of place. And now this... The thinking is, okay, could we see Benson play nine games? Could we see Benson play 25 games and then go to World Juniors? Could we see Benson stay a whole season, depending also what happens with Matt Savoy? So that, that there's, a, there's a, a lot of questions that are being asked. Or is it, well, look at how good Kulik has looked. Uh, yes, through Prospect Challenge, and, but Roseanne has looked really good as well. Uh, who wants to take that spot that is vacated by Jack Quinn right now? Victor Olofsson is going to be measured in these preseasons on two things. If he scores, obviously, that's a big thing. And for me is how much does he show competitive nature, battles, wanting to go for pucks, because everybody else is doing it. And all we've heard from Kevin Adams, even talking to the prospect this summer, Mm. don't leave anything on the table. Don't leave anything and go home and say, I could have done more. And that is what Victor Olofsson has to embrace and started showing tonight. Be a good time to do it when the Leafs are not dressing Matthews, Marner, Nylander, or Riley. Absolutely, that's a good time to do it. You're not going to be chasing those guys, and you Correct. will have the puck more often, and you, you can think. definitely show some offense. But, but more than that, it's okay. Like the Sabers work on these things all the time. They even did this morning with the group that was on the ice. Mm-hmm. Is a three-on-two with a cross-corner dump going to win the race? Go and win that race, and and sustain some offensive zone pressure. Well, Victor, if there's a three-on-two and the puck goes in the corner, don't expect to come in as the third guy in the high slot. Maybe you got to go get it. And that, and I know he can do it. That's the thing. Is I've seen Victor do it, and I know he can do it. So that is going to be a big spotlight on him in this game tonight and seeing how he responds to it. You mentioned Yuri Kulik, and I think you attached a bit of a performance review to it when you mentioned his name. He has 14 shot attempts okay. through two games. He managed to get a whole bunch of them on goal last night as opposed to the Sunday game against Washington. Mm -hmm. What have you thought of Yuri Kulik so far? Well, I mean, let's put those two penalties aside. Uh, You know, a holding and a high sticking. Uh, You got to be in control of your body and not put yourself in that position. But I felt like he had some jump. 
I really like the skating. That's not something that you would pay attention to Kulik um, at first glance. You say, oh, what a shot, right? He gets himself open. He beats goalies clean. He actually took a shot that I think it was DiPietro that the puck went through him. And it's just trickled wide wide to the blocker side. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what Kulik does. Last year, um, who was it in the playoffs? Was it Hershey? Uh, Maybe it was in every playoff games that that he played and goals that he scored. He would take a shot, and you're thinking that's a bad goal in the goalie. Mm -hmm. It's just that Kulik It was. It was 14 seconds into the start of the series in Hershey. In Hershey, yes. Yeah, and then Hunter Shepard, of course, emerged as the MVP after that. And he comes in and and saves the – yeah, he saves everybody. But – I look at Kulik as the, the kind of guy that, a pitcher in baseball, that doesn't have to throw 102, 103 miles an hour. He throws 92, 93, hmm. but there's enough movement on it. The location's perfect, and nobody can hit. Kulik is like that. And I thought there was a couple moments yesterday that the goalies, it looked like a harmless shot, but they had a tough time picking the shot, the release, and rebounds were a little bit everywhere. Um, would you believe that Olivier Nadeau had as many shots as Kulik last night? He did, uh, mostly in the third period. I thought he had okay. a couple of good looks. Uh, he had a good backhand shot. I still think with Nadeau, it's something that he's going to have to continue working on is the pace. The pace of play, you know, at juniors, you can get away with maybe have a slower pace and still score. Yeah. But he's had to deal with some injuries, and it's, it's still going to take some time. But pace got a little bit better for Nadeau, and he got to the front of the net, and I, I thought he did fine in the second half of the game. Do you believe that Devin Levi actually had two shots on goal last <laughs> no, night? No, this is something you brought up in the group chat yesterday as the NHL uh, game sheet had Devin Levi with two shots on the ball, how you get red, like, unless you're icing the puck and you can see it, but even that, you would not give the op- opposing goaltender a shot on goal for that. Like, I know that the definition of a shot on goal is any puck that would go in the net if a goalie wasn't there. So that's a shot on goal. But They have not updated it, by the way. It still says two on the game sheet. So they, Well, they, they were, I mean, 27. Who could it be? Maybe they wanted to punch in 26 and they punched in 27? So should we give those to Rasmus Darlene? Maybe. Okay. Well, I'm going to do that. You know, Darlene looked all right. Matthias Samuelson, first shift, yeah. joined the rush. Yes. I'm like, what are you doing? Penalty kill later in that period, joins the rush. I'm thinking, wait, what's, what's Matthias doing? Like, he's the first one up the ice and winding What did you think of his game overall, though? I think it's what you've got to expect out of Matthias Samuelson Agreed. in preseason. Agreed. Like Agreed. It's almost yeah. like he skated around with a big grin on his face, yes. and he was yeah. like, this is fun. I thought there were moments where he was out there, and then he realized, like, oh, I'm out there. <laughs> like, I need to do a little bit more. And it was hilarious because his closing speed, his aggressiveness, his ability to stop plays yep. is there. No, and I-, I just think that because of the nature of preseason play, there are moments of disengagement, and that's fine. Everybody goes through them, and and yet with Darlene, it was more like a clinic. It was like, oh, it's nice to be back. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. This isn't necessarily how I'm going to play every game, but this is a reminder of what I'm capable of doing when I want to do And his breakouts were elite. Well, well that's so. why like Darlene will always have that first pass elite breakout ability. There was a couple plays in the first period he tried to – 
spin around off a check behind the goal and you lost the puck and you're thinking, oh, well, you probably wouldn't try that in the first period of an yeah. NHL game, but it's fine there. I actually thought that Kel Clegg had a really good game defensively, like his angles were good. Uh, Stillman had scored the goal. I saw him this morning and I'm like, I didn't realize until I saw the highlight after the fact. I think it may have deflected off the defenseman just a little bit. And he goes, yeah, he says, I, I saw the low glove and I had a lane. And he goes, I think I can beat the goalie from here because there was a screen. He says, I got a little help, but I said, don't worry. I yeah. didn't mention it on the broadcast. I said it went straight in. So Come on. Did you really? Well, because, like, at first glance, it looked like the goalie just was screened. Yeah, it I thought the whole show. time that it that it went off of, um, I'm big guessing. Big defenseman there. Mm, yeah, Kyle. No. Uh, Not sure who, 59 maybe it was. Yeah. But, like, so, and he wasn't sure either because it said it changed direction just, just slightly. Yeah. I think it still was going to go in. Well, shame on you. This is two consecutive preseason games where you have not latched on to the unsung hero of the night, in my opinion. Okay. Was it uh, Beersy? Joe Oh, Ciccone. yes. Yes, Joe He Ciccone. led in ice time after one period. The trend continued. He led the Sabres in time on ice in a very balanced game for Don Granado and his group over 24 minutes in front of more than 24 family and friends. And I thought that was really awesome for him. But hey, you're right. Local guy, Joseph Ciccone. Show bump for Brandon Byron. Brandon well, Byron looked so. good. Ciccone was great. Um, Boston had, obviously, Trevor Quintar, which I've talked about. It's a local product. Johnny Beach is from Elmira, New York. I didn't realize that. They had uh, somebody from... Elmire, New York, that hit me up on Twitter. It was like, hey, Beach is also a local product. But did you know that Trevor Quintar led all skaters in the first period with shot attempts? Not surprised Six shot that. attempts, three yeah. on net, and three were missed. None were blocked. But he had most shot attempts after 20 minutes. Sabres are 2-0 and in the preseason. They draw Toronto tonight in southwestern Ontario. You'll, ha- you'll get it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. And, of course, the home opener is fast approaching October 12th. Rangers and Sabres here at KeyBank Center. It's presented by the BFLO Store. And we don't want you to miss the pregame party in the plaza starting at 4 when the players arrive on the blue and gold carpet coming into the game. Also, along with the City of Buffalo, Common Council will be revealing the trailblazing street sign dedicated to the one and only Rick Jenneret. More details to come, so stay tuned to Sabres.com for that. And for home opener tickets, visit Sabres.com. Slash tickets. Your input continues at Sabres Live as we discuss last night and this incredibly busy week, which is another game night for the Sabres tonight, right after this on Sabres Live. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.